He is our mighty God. You may be seated this morning. Welcome to City Church today. It's great to be here in church together this morning. Welcome to those that are joining us online this morning as well. Part two, Vision Sunday number two, as we share the journey and talk about this whole theme for the year, Arise 2019. I love Isaiah 60 and I've been meditating on that for some months now and looking through and just feeling out all the different verses and looking at the different parts of it. And I want to talk about a different dynamic out of that passage today. But week one, we talked about arise and shine. This week, we're going to talk about arise and build. And next week, we're going to talk about arise and go. And so there's different elements that we are speaking about on each of these weeks, and it's all coming out of Isaiah chapter 60. And so Isaiah chapter 60, it says so simply, Arise, let your light shine for all to see, for the glory of the Lord rises to shine upon you. Darkness as black as night covers all the nations of the earth, but the glory of the Lord rises and appears over you. All nations will come to your light. Mighty kings will come to see your radiance. Look and see, for everyone is coming home. Your sons are coming from distant lands. Your daughters will be carried home. Your eyes will shine and your heart will thrill with joy. For merchants from around the world will come to you. They will bring to you the wealth of many lands. Arise. The time has come, City Church, for us to arise. And God wants to do something powerful in your life individually. See, here's the truth of it. We can't arise corporately unless you arise individually. And together as we arise above the challenges that are in our life, we arise above the distractions, we arise perhaps above the the weariness or the fatigue that we can sometimes feel in our life. Together as we arise above that, as a church we arise, we stand up in our community, we are the light of the world, a city on a hill, the Blue Mountains, City Church, here we are to represent Jesus Christ in our community and arise and shine amongst us. And so that's the theme for the year, Arise. We've been talking about that and we'll continue to talk about that throughout the year. Just a bit of a recap, as Tim has already spoke about the discovery course, I was just talking to Mark Herford and she, she said to me she's already halfway through. She's done the first two chapters and so she gets a gold star today. And uh, I love Mark Herford, she's such an encourager. And she just said to me this morning, just during that uh, announcements time, she said, it's brilliant. I'm really, really loving it. And I think, what a testimony for someone that I could learn so much from. And here I am on a video um, going through there. And to be honest, I've got so much to learn from someone like Mark. And she, she knows more about this church than I do. And uh, here she is with a willing and teachable spirit to say, you know what, I can grow. I think, what an example. That is an example to follow. And that's worth a hand. Well done, Mark. We love you. That is awesome. And so you can just go on to citychurchau.com and just go to to the discovery course on there. You can see all the information. I want to encourage you to get connected and make sure you go through that course. It helps you and equips you, which is this is what it's really all about. It's really about equipping you so that you can disciple another person. I was excited this week. We started going through it with our connect group and the incredible discussion that just followed as we just got to the first page of reaching people. And that was the end of our connect group because we just went on for an hour talking about the different parts about how we can reach people and skills to be able to do that, which was incredible. So I just want to encourage you. That's a new initiative, the discovery course. Arise and build. Some things we're building upon this year is the Women's Conference, which is coming up on the 25th of May. Women get excited. Who's excited for that? Come on. 
And men's conference is coming up on the 10th of August at the Fairmont Resort. I'm just in the middle of locking in a speaker at the moment. I've got a uh, a half yes, and I'm just twisting the arm to get the other half. And we're going to have an incredible guest speaker for that one as well on the 10th of August. So mark that in your diary. Something also that I wanted to make you aware of, we have a strengthening home offering. We had this last year in June. And we had that to complete the cafe, which just seems like years ago that that got completed. But because of the miracle of everybody joining together and the finances that was given towards that, we could see a miracle take place in that cafe next door, which is amazing. We're still working with council at the moment uh, on some last minute things to be able to get it up and running, to be able to use it as we want to with our community, which is really exciting and talking to some people about that, which uh, I'm excited for the future of the cafe for both our community and for our church. I really see that as a place where people can have conversations that change the course of their destiny. And I'm excited about that. And what a great thing to be able to have an excellent space where people can come and be part of that as well. And so that's, that's happening with our cafe. But this year, our focus for the Strengthening Home offering, and I want to give this to you in advance because it's coming up in June. We have a whole bunch of faith in our heart, but we're going to need a huge miracle this year is we want to do stage one of some sound and tech upgrades in this church. And they're very much needed where our gear's coming up to 20 years old, which is typically where it starts to die. And we have experienced some of those moments where we've had to almost put our hands on the desk and Lazarus, arise in Jesus' name. And so those things are happening, but it's not just even about just updating old gear. To me, it's creating an atmosphere where people can come into this place where we have such excellence of sound quality, such excellence in what we can kind of present to people that they can fully encounter Jesus Christ. And that's what it's always about. We could meet in a tent somewhere. But people are so used to the quality of excellence They may not come if there's not an aircon. They may not come if there's not a roof over their head. They may not come if there's not the kind of quality where they can come into this place and experience Jesus. And I guess what we want to do is we want to make it as easy as possible. We want there to be no barrier whatsoever for people to encounter Jesus because it's not about sound systems. It's not about lights. It's about Jesus Christ at the end of the day. And so we are believing to do stage one of these upgrades, which... Uh, to be honest, we're probably somewhere in the vicinity of fifty dollars to $60,000 to be able to, to update those, to be able to go to a digital desk. We're still, on, we're still not digital yet. And be able to move towards that. It's going to help us in things like our Christmas event. We'll be able to use our own desk instead of hiring one in. Men's, women's retreat, all those kind of things. Our live stream quality will go to the next level. Our in-ears on stage and foldbacks will go to the next level as well. How you hear the service through these speakers will be completely different because we'll have new speakers. Uh, All of those things that are going to contribute to us being able to really move forward. And then the follow-on effect from that is Lawson will be benefited from all the equipment that we've been able to be able to pass on towards that as well, which will strengthen our Lawson service, which is going from strength to strength there as well. And so I just want to make you aware of that. That will be uh, received throughout the month of June. But I want you to think now. Over these next few months, maybe pray with your partner or pray individually. Just pray direct to God and just say, hey, what could I do? How could I contribute? Because we're going to need a miracle to make this happen. Here's the thing. When you look at sound and tech upgrades, it gets terrifying. I'm talking stage one because there's so many stages to go. But if you never start, you never get there. What happens if one day we come in and the whole sound system doesn't work and we've never started? 
I just believe in being faithful with what we have and building upon it, being able to do things where we can update, upgrade, so it doesn't become a shock, but we are just constantly moving forward and seeing the, the, seeing the church being able to go from strength to strength. And so we need a miracle. We need your help. I'd appreciate your prayers from that. We'll talk more about it leading up to June, but I wanted to flag it now so we are ready because we are going to, in 2019, arise and build in Jesus' name. One more thing before I get into the message today. I just wanted to announce our team leaders for 2019. It's something we did um, six months ago, and I just wanted to refresh that. And so I'm going to invite them to come up on the stage. Some of them are away today, and that's okay. But if you are a connect, connect leader in the life of City Church, I want to invite you to come up onto the platform with me. Our kids leader, Anthony Badman, uh, youth leaders, Dan and Rachel Russell, young adults, This is exciting. Some announcements there with young adults. We are bringing in Tim and Ali as an oversight towards our young adults. So Tim and Ali Campbell will be oversighting our young adults, moving alongside with uh, Mitch and Jess Badman, who unfortunately are away on holidays uh, this morning. But uh, they're going to be assisting them and doing a lot of what their role has been already, which is really exciting. And they're really pumped about that as well. So I really believe our young adults is going to go from strength to strength. Alan Douglas with our men's ministry, women's ministry, Amy Sattler. Seniors Ministry, Felicity Ollie, Kingdom Builders, Jamie Happel, uh, Missions, Ben Sattler, Connect Groups, <laughs> Ali Campbell, um, all the Connect Groups leaders are making their way up, uh, Mums and Bubs Group, Ali Campbell, uh, Board and Elders, Clive Koopman is one of our elders, Jason Webster, who's away this morning, is one of our board members, Emma Happel is one of our board members, Graham Kirkwood is one of our board members who is going to probably give us another probably um, four months, and then he has to move off the board. So um, there's some things that are happening in his world. He is on, he's constantly traveling around the world. In fact, he's 200 days a year. He is around the world somewhere traveling and just needs to pull back on some of those things. And so he'll be going off our board probably mid-year as well, which has always been the plan. Okay, people care, Felicity Ollie, she's already on stage. We, can I just explain something about people care? We have decided to call our pastoral care, people care. The reason we have decided to call that is because I believe pastoral care can be a barrier to some people because it gives the connotation that only a pastor can genuinely care for you. And that's not how the body of Christ works. Every single one of us are ministers in the body of Christ. Every one of us have gifts and talents that are called to build up and bless others. And so I believe that people care is a more adequate name for it because all of us are called to care for one another. Yes, there are some things that pastors will do and some training that is specific to them, but all of us can care for one another. And so I'm excited. There's a, there's a huge team of people that are called the people care team that you don't see on a Sunday that are operating through the week relentlessly caring for people. And this is a real strength in our church. And I just want to honor Felicity Ollie for that because she is one of the people that has drives that and does an incredible, incredible job of caring caring for people. And I just think, what a blessing. Prayer team, obviously Pam Drysdale's on the platform as well. Mountains Care, Jed and Ellen Badman. Uh, Guest Lounge, Tim and Ariel Blackman are away this morning. Caretakers, Ian Spring. Host Simon and Ronell Noble, Creative, Tim and Ali Campbell, and Cafe, Brendan Jones. There it is. There's our team leaders. Come on, give them a huge hand as they make their way up. Awesome. All right, what I want to do this morning is I want to pray for them. So I'd love if you could just stand with me this morning from your chair. These are our people that are helping us as we arise and build this year. 
They're called to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. And they have a great task this year as we want to build and move forward in all of our teams and see great progress there. And more volunteers ultimately join our teams because then more can be done. And so I just think what a special moment this morning that we could just take a moment in our service and pray for these incredible group of people. In fact, I'm going to ask, where's Clive? It's been a while since we've got Clive to pray, and it just seems right as one of our elders for him to come and pray for us. And so would you reach out your hands towards these incredible people? I'm going to ask Clive to pray for God's blessing as they're anointed for the assignment ahead of us in 2019. Thank you. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, uh, we often use the phrase about being the hands and the feet of Jesus. And the people that are standing on the platform today have taken on an extra responsibility of leading people who are the hands and feet of Jesus, of being Jesus to the community in which they reach. So, Father, we ask you bless these people as they lead people. Bless them with wisdom, bless them with insight, understanding. Help them to see a little bit ahead of the, the game before it happens. Lord, that they be prepared in every good work to be able to do the thing that you have called them to do, to lead the people that you've called them to lead uh, and to build the church that you have called us to build. We pray today in Jesus' name, your blessing reside and the anointing of the Holy Spirit be with each one and with us all in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. Come on, give these guys a hand one more time as they grab their seats. Love you all. Appreciate you, all that you do. You may be seated. Church is a family at the end of the day. And uh, it's just so great to be able to serve God together with people that you love and love doing life together. Arise and build. In the message translation, it says in Isaiah 60, get out of bed. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. The whole earth is wrapped in darkness. All people sunk in deep darkness deep darkness, but God rises on you. His sunrise glory breaks over you. As it goes on in this passage, it says in the message paraphrase, as we go down in Isaiah 60, around verse 8, it says, foreigners will rebuild your walls and their kings assist you in the conduct of worship. Your gates will be open, open house day and night, receiving deliveries of wealth from all the nations. The rich woods of Lebanon will be delivered. All the cypress and oaks and pine to give a splendid elegance to my sanctuary as I make my footstool glorious. They'll confer a title on you. City of God, the Holy of Israel. Not long ago you were despised, out of the way, unvisited, ignored, but now I've put you on your feet, towering and grand forever a joy to look at i love that once you were despised forgotten unvisited ignored but now he has put us on our feet i wonder in your life have you ever felt like that you've been despised ignored 
Sin or shame has wrapped itself around your life. Your past has haunted you. Things that have failed in your life have come back to remind you and speak like a Goliath over you, all of your failures, and to intimidate you and cause you to be fearful. Things in your life perhaps that have crumbled, perhaps a marriage has crumbled or a relationship breakdown or a friendship or or your dream at work has fallen apart. Things that you believe for, it feels like that they've just crumbled all around you. And it can be so depressing, it can cause you to kind of think about your future with fear and trepidation. But I want to encourage you this morning, that God's the God of rebuilding. He's the God that loves to take something from the ashes and bring it to life. He's the God that loves to take the dead bones and bring it to life again. He's the God that loves to take your life and do something significant. He is the master builder and he can build out of anything. Do you want to know evidence of that? Because he can use someone like me. And if he could use a failure like me, surely he could use you. If every one of us kind of had that perspective that God has value on my life, he wants to use me to do something significant, it would cause us to think about our future differently. It would cause us to think about what God could do and start to imagine differently. Ephesians 2 verse 19 says, So you are... Not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of God. With all the rights as family members of the household of God. Listen to this. You are rising like the perfectly fitted stones of the temple. And your lives are being built up together upon the ideal foundation. Laid by the apostles and the prophets. Best of all, you are connected to the head cornerstone of the building the anointed one jesus christ himself the entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the lord himself this means that god is transforming each of you into the holy of holies his dwelling place through the power of the holy spirit living in you Some of the things that we build in our life are a reputation, character, relationships, trust, financial strength, habits of discipline, health, physically, mentally, emotionally, consistency, culture, confidence, our thoughts, our words, and our future. These are all things that we build They're all things that we choose to do as human beings. We can make the decision what we focus on and what we build or what we start to deconstruct, what we start to tear apart. And there's so many things that the enemy wants to pull apart in your life. He wants to destroy your life. It says in John 10.10, the enemy came to steal, kill and destroy. That's his mission statement for your life. But Jesus came that you would have life, Zoe life, life more abundantly, life to the full, life overflowing with the power of Jesus Christ. That's what God wants to build in your life. And that's the antidote for what the enemy wants to do. As we start to understand that and get the spirit of a builder on us, it changes. I love in Proverbs 24 verse 3, it says, wise people are builders. They build families, businesses, communities, and through intelligent and intelligence and insight, their enterprises are established and endure. That's the kind of life that I want to have. 
A life that is building upon what God has called me to do. I love this quote, something that's really rocked me this week. It says this from John Maxwell. There is nothing more confusing than a person who gives good advice but sets a bad example. (laughs) There is nothing more confusing than that. There's great advice coming out of their mouth, but their life hasn't built those kind of qualities that they speak about. It's a confusing difference to make. And God has called us to be able to preach with our lives as we begin to build the kind of life that starts to speak about the life spoke about in the Bible, a life of discipline, a life as a disciple of Jesus Christ, a life of character. As we start to live that life, it starts to shine the light of Christ in our community. It starts to make a difference. It starts to build something. We're called to arise and build. Our mission statement is to reach raise and release and that's all about building people it's all about taking people on a journey and helping them grow and so i just want to speak three points this morning the first one's this number one to arise and build is a choice it's a choice that we make nehemiah in the bible is an incredible passage in fact it's it's used by historians because it's it's accurate it actually tells the story that this guy nehemiah Somebody that was far away from Jerusalem started to hear the needs of Jerusalem, that the walls had been torn down, that they were lying in ruins. He was the cupbearer to the king in his region. He heard about it and he went to the king and said, please send me to go back to Jerusalem to help my people from this disgrace. Send me there so that I could rebuild the walls. What's been ruined and destroyed, I believe, can be turned around. Send me to go and do this mission. This incredible thing took place where he gathered the people together, started to inspire them and speak the word of God over them. And in 52 days, the walls of Jerusalem were built up again. And this incredible miracle took place. The spirit of the people was lifted. All those things started to happen in that moment. But here's the thing. A choice had to be made. When Nehemiah first got there, he got on his horse and he rode around the area to see the ruins to see exactly what he was signing up to. He could see the devastation that was around, and there's no doubt it was overwhelming. It says in Nehemiah 2 verse 17, Then I said to them, after we'd surveyed all these ruins, you see the distress that we are in, and how Jerusalem lies waste, and its gates are burned with fire. Come and let us build the wall of Jerusalem, that we may no longer be a reproach. And I told them of the hand of my God, which has been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he has spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to this good work. But Sam Bellet and Horonite, Tobiah the Ammonite official, and Geshem the Arab heard of it. They laughed at us and despised us and said, what is this thing you are doing? Will you rebel against the king? So I answered them and said to them, the God of heaven himself will prosper us. Therefore, as his servants, we will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. I love those words. So bold, so courageous to say, you know what? If you don't want to be part of the future, then you are going to be caught up and swept up in our wake because we are moving forward and we are seeing this thing be built. 
I love that kind of spirit that was in Nehemiah, that if you're going to sit on the sidelines and be a critic, a cynic, be negative and throw stones and speak about all the things that can't happen, then you can watch the miracle take place from the stadium, but you won't have the glory of being part of the miracle. Wow, what a bold statement. I don't want to be that person throwing insults from the stand when it comes to the church of Jesus Christ. I want to be the person that's on the field, blood, sweat, and tears, doing all that I can to see the kingdom of God move forward in the power of Jesus Christ. See, I believe that faith is kind of like a flat pack that we get. As we journey our our life with Jesus, it can feel like a nightmare when you get a flat pack from Ikea or some kind of place and you've kind of got all these instructions to work out and like, how am I going to do this? It's kind of like the life of faith. We don't get all the answers at once. We go on this journey of following Jesus Christ and it's a choice, step by step. Just like we're saying to arise and build is a choice. Our journey of faith is a choice. We can choose whether we're going to stay comfortable or whether we're going to stretch ourselves to try and open the flat pack, to try and start to build it, to try and make sense of it, to try and build together. And that's the choice we all have to individually make. Will we make those steps of faith to open up the box? See, there's a whole bunch of buildings that we see in our world today. Buildings with great names on it. You could go to America or you could go around the world and you could see the Trump Tower. And you could see it it all tells the elegance and the extravagance of of Donald Trump. Or you could go and see um, any kind of great hotel or motel that has a kind of name, the Four Seasons or wherever you want to go. And their name tells the story of the, the founder or the organization or the business or whoever it is. It tells the story on this beautiful tower of somebody that has built something significant. It's this huge building and perhaps it shows the elegance and the extravagance of a certain person that's built it. But here's the thing that amazes me. There's a whole bunch of buildings in our world today that are, get to a point where they are condemned and then they are deconstructed. Someone goes along and blows those buildings up. It's a beautiful sight to behold. And they see those buildings just explode. In fact, do you want to see some buildings explode this morning? Have a look to the screen. There you go. It's a beautiful sight, isn't it? The thing I want to say this morning, though, is we don't know who those people were that were demolishing those buildings. I don't know their name. 
I've never heard of them before. I know of the people that have built something significant. I know of their names on top of the buildings. I know of their legacy of what they've built to be able to get towards that. But I don't know anybody that blows up buildings. There's plenty of people out there that do, but I don't know of them. Because we don't focus on people that are deconstructing. Our lives are inspired by people that have built something. See, to deconstruct something can happen in a moment. You can see those explosions take place. It happens quite quickly. You can see that poor bird just trying to come out of the window there to get out quickly enough because that place is going down. It's being demolished. And it's kind of like that in life. It's really easy to demolish somebody. It's really easy to speak negative about someone, to deconstruct. It's really easy to speak about the church or the sporting club or your football team or a person or your job or your employer or whatever. It's so easy to speak about people in a way that deconstructs and explodes. And the damage can be done so quickly. Even in our own life, to our reputation, the damage can be done so quickly. But do you know what? Building takes time. It takes consistency. It takes somebody being able to say, you know what, I've got the guts to do this in the long term and I'm going to build something. We want to build legacy in our lives that have an impact for our children's children. We want to do something with our lives that makes a difference. And it's not about money or finances that we leave behind, but it's about our character. It's about who we are on the inside. And out of that will be an expression in a whole bunch of different ways. And so I want to encourage you this morning, be somebody that is a builder because that's going to be remembered way more than someone that is deconstructing. It's funny, when you ever go to a demolition site or you go to, you know, I remember even when we were doing the cafe, we were just amazed how quickly we demolished that place. We ripped out the counter and we went through different places and ripped out parts in the wall. We ripped up the flooring and we said to ourselves in two hours, wow, look how much we have done. This is amazing. It only then took about nine months to do the building. Because that's where the finance is involved, that's where the effort is involved, that's where the different expertise are involved to be able to kind of do it. That's why you can demolish a house and you don't need a qualification. But to be a builder, you do need a qualification. Because it costs you something. There's an effort that goes into it. And I wonder with our lives, are we going to be builders, even though it's costly? Are we going to make the choice to do that? Or are we just going to be able to deconstruct? Let me tell you this morning, I have a gift that you don't know about. <laughs> it's not only that I can sing. <laughs> I wish. But it's a gift that I feel goes unappreciated by people. I feel they don't see the potential in it. I feel they don't appreciate it. It's a gift that I feel that I have grown in the longer that I've been a Christian as well. Do you want to know what it is? I have the gift of being able to see the faults in others (laughs) without seeing the faults in myself. It's a special gift. I could spend an hour with you and I could find some faults there. I'm really gifted to see them. I'll tell you what, I can see them so easily. The only problem is I don't see my own very well. The other problem is it's not a spiritual gift. (laughs) I actually call it a spiral gift because it just creates a downward spiral. 
Do you want to tell you something hard-hitting this morning? You've also got that gift. (laughs) Humanity has that gift. We have the ability to see the faults in other people and not in ourselves. And to be a builder, it takes someone to say, you know what, I'm going to look past that and I'm going to see the good. I'm going to see the gifts. I'm going to see the talents. I'm going to look past the exterior behavior and I'm going to look on the inside because there's something there. There's something that Jesus died for on the cross. There's something so valuable there that Jesus would say that he would use you and I to build his church. There must be something on the inside of you because Jesus valued you that much. And so I need to change my perspective and not use my spiral gift, but use my spiritual gifts. Because all of the spiritual gifts are about building. And all of the spiritual gifts are about others. Actually, none of them are about you or me. They're always about edifying, building up the church. They're always about helping others along the journey and being able to build them. And so building is a choice. Criticism is in a spiritual gift. Building other people and using what God has given you to do that is powerful. It does something significant. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 8 verse 1, it says, Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. That's the kind of person I want to be. To arise and build is a choice. It's a choice to look past even the negative things in your own life and understand that God could build something great in you. But it's also the choice to look past the faults in other people's lives and understand there's something special on the inside of them that could help them grow and build and become who God has called them to be. I want to have the spirit of a builder. I don't want to suppress I want to arise. I don't want to deconstruct. I want to build. I don't want to find the negative. I want to find what's special on the inside of every single person. So sometimes we've got to kill off that spiral gift and stir up the spiritual gifts that are on the inside of us. Knowledge puffs up, but love builds up in Jesus' name. Number two, to arise and build is a challenge. Nehemiah chapter 4, if we go back to the passage, it starts to talk about the challenge of building, where some of the people that had negative thoughts to say about the building start to say things like, will they revive the stones from these heap of rubbish, stones that are burned? One of them says, even if a fox goes up on this wall, it will break down on their stone wall. But Nehemiah was like Donald Trump. He wanted to build a wall. He wasn't deterred by these Democrats in this passage. (laughs) He just wanted to build the wall. And I wonder in your life what's broken down that God wants to rebuild today, that God wants to restore today, some kind of pain or hurt that's kind of just been behind you for too long. It's time to shake that thing off and walk into your destiny and understand God's got more things in store for you. I love Joyce Meyer. She says it this way. If you're flogging a dead horse, dismount. (laughs) And if there's things in your life that you're still flogging from your past and it's just there and it's just reminding you of your failure, reminding you of what went wrong, reminding you of how your life was derailed, dismount. Dismount. 
The word of the Lord for you this morning. Dismount. Arise. Walk into your destiny. God's got more for you. He's got so much more for you. Ask anybody that has done some kind of renovation. Ask anybody that's built something. Go and ask, where's Paul Sebastio? Go and ask him. (laughs) To arise and build is a choice, number one, but to arise and build is a challenge. It's a challenge. It's not something that comes easily. It's actually a challenge to be able to do through that, to be able to live through the dirt and the the mess of a construction site, to be able to live through the noise of people banging hammers and building something. To live through that is actually difficult. And I feel like that's kind of what church is. It's this family mess where God's building something. We all bring our mess together. It's rowdy. It's noisy. There's dirt everywhere. There's banging. How I'm going here? There's noise. The people are making noises. This, this construction site. All of these things are kind of happening at once. But yet God's building something beautiful in the midst. It's an amazing thing that God would do that and just create something beautiful out of our own mess. For the discovery course, we did some filming from that with Jason Webster and Tim Campbell, uh, Jackson Webster, I think Tim Rigerbike came along as well. And uh, there's a photo that I'm going to put up on the screen of us recording the course. And this is one of the areas that we're recording the course. (laughs) This is Jackson Webster. He's literally taken the shirt off his back because I only bought three different colored shirts And I needed four because there was four episodes of the Discovery Course. And so he's literally taken the shirt off his back and given it to me. I'm wearing his shirt in chapter four. I'm smelling like Jackson Webster in chapter four. And here he is. He's actually holding a blocker to keep the sunlight out of the image. Someone's behind the camera recording it. Somebody else is also running the sound. Over the days afterwards, somebody's editing in a, uh, in a, a room by themselves with computers. Somebody's doing all the design work for it that goes into that as well. There's a whole bunch of moving parts that are making that happen. You just see the discovery course all completed on the website and think, wow. But how did that happen? It happened with a whole bunch of people taking up the challenge to say, it's not about me. I'll play my part. I'll do this little bit and that little bit. And together, it all came together. And I think Jackson is a perfect illustration of somebody that has sacrificed and said, you know what? I don't care about not having a shirt on. I don't care about standing here in the blazing hot sun. I'll hold this blocker because I've got a spirit to serve. I've got a spirit to build. And I don't care about the challenge of it because I will rise above the challenge because I'm called to arise. And I love that spirit, and I think that every one of us can arise this year, can accept the challenge and say, you know what, I can jump over that challenge in the power of Jesus Christ. What part could you play? Will you accept the challenge today to arise and build in 2019 here at City Church? You know, one thing you can build is a good name. It says in Proverbs 22 verse 1, a good name is more desirable than great riches. To be esteemed is better than than silver or gold. That's the kind of things that you build on the inside. Can I tell you something? As maybe the team come up, I'm almost coming to a close. We had the show Wife Swap contact our church over the last few months. 
looking for a contemporary Christian couple. They'd profiled our website and saw that it was contemporary and saw that it was Christian. So in their mind, they had everything that they needed to be able to contact us. So they sent us an email. They followed up with a phone call to the office and got Ali Campbell. Started to speak to her about the proposal of, have you got a contemporary Christian couple in your congregation that could come and be part of the show Wife Swap? I don't know why it's Wife Swap. Some people maybe want to swap their husbands too. (laughs) Anyway, and so they contact us and they're they're going through the process they're telling us all about it and how you know what we would be a great uh, church to do we just profiled everything we love your look it's so contemporary so nice and I thought that's a compliment they like our website they like the way that we present on social media they've done a whole bunch of research on us and all they needed was a contemporary couple come and see us after the service (laughs) I'm joking I'm joking The only thing they forgot is that we just weren't about relevance. (laughs) There's actually character that's attached to this church. And character that makes up the people. You see a lot of people go on these shows and they get a cash grab or they get a fame grab where they get on there and have great fame or get money out of it. But you just watch their name just get absolutely decimated on TV, get absolutely decimated in the culture of today. And then all of a sudden, the show just moves on to wreck someone else's life. And I think that's the power of saying, you know what, I'm going to have a good name. It's not just about the flashiness or just selling it out to be relevant in my life. It's not just about the exterior, but it's about what's on the inside. And that is the challenge, to build a kind of life on the inside that other people take notice of and say, that is something special. There's something inside of them that I want. And finally this morning, to arise and build is a call. Nehemiah, as he started to get all this criticism, he took a moment and he prayed and said, God, you have called us to do this. You have blessed this. You have blessed me and these people. So God, in your power and in your might, We ask you to protect us and help us to build these walls. They encountered all these kind of different oppositions. They held their weapons in one hand and their building tools in the other, but they just stayed the course and trusted God because they knew it was a call. And I know on this church there is a call. There is a call upon every single one of us to rise up and to build. God's called you to be a builder. God's put something unique on the inside of you to be able to be used by God. I'll never forget sitting in a creative team meeter and my creative pastor at the time when I grew up in the Hunter Valley, she surveyed everyone that was in the crowd and she said, you're all tools. Slightly offensive. She said, you're all tools in the hand of God to be used by him in building his church. Not one of us is better than the other, but we're all a tool to be used by God. I thought, what a great way of looking at it. What a great picture of the church. The kind of tool that you are is different to me. And I'm different to you. But together, God's brought us all here at this time, in this season, in this chapter, to do something, to build together.
And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And then he said to us, go out into all the world and make, build, develop, equip disciples. Go and make disciples of all the nations. And together as we partner with him, he does something beautiful in our midst. I love the US Coast Guard. Their motto is, so others may live. So in conclusion this morning, going back to Nehemiah chapter 2, as Nehemiah surveyed the ruins, he said this, So I answered them and said to them, The God of heaven himself will prosper us, City Church. Therefore, we his servants will arise and build. But you have no heritage or right or memorial in Jerusalem. That past chapter in your life is over. It's time for you to look ahead and to arise and build all that God has for your life. The enemy would love to cause you to live back in the past. Remember when I was on fire for God back in 89? Remember when I was just serving God passionately back in 94? Remember in the early 2000s when we seen a move of God? If you live there, that's where your move of God will be. But we're called to arise and build today. There's revival. It's our choice today to awaken again. Jerusalem, City Church, get out of bed. Arise. The glory of the Lord rises and shines upon you. Foreigners will rebuild your land. We'll rebuild the ruins. And we're all foreigners. And I'm believing for more foreigners to come into this place that'll help us arise and build in Jesus' name. So Lord, this morning, we pray for this message, part two of Vision Sunday, that we're, number one, we're going to arise and shine, but number two, we're called to arise and build. Lord, where can we play our part? Speak to our hearts today. Help us to find our space. Where could we serve on a team? Get involved in a connect group. Find our place to build other people. Lord, I pray you'd help us to find our place and play our part. And together, I pray you'd build something beautiful in our midst here at City Church. In your mighty name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Would you stand with me this morning? I want to pray the sinner's prayer. Jesus is the foundation stone from everything that we build. And our relationship with him is paramount. And so this morning, I'm going to pray the sinner's prayer. I'm going to ask you to repeat it after me. As we pray this prayer, it's literally us making our peace with God, making sure we've got our relationship with him sorted and right. We can't arise and build if we don't build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. So as I pray this prayer this morning, if you believe in your heart and speak this out loud, I believe you will be saved as it is according to scripture. So let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, today I give you my life. For my sin, I'm sorry. I thank you for rebuilding me, restoring me, Your grace covers me and your love overflows. Help me to live for you each day and serve you only. Build my life in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, let's finish this morning with worshiping Jesus. I can't think of a better way to do it. Let's do it.